0: Coming to you from New York City, this week, and every week, it's the Ben Kissel Show! Ben, you really do have a fantastic voice. It's you do have a good radio voice, too. Mm, it's yes. a shame that they're about to flip the switch. <laughs> mm. They always
1: told me I had a butt for radio. I like to sit on it. Uh, that's great. We are good to go, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, Five weeks off, Mike, but now we're back. We're back. Good it's good back. To, It's good to see you. You look great. You're strapping. You're strong. Every time I see you, you're buffer than the last
0: oh, time. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Well, I'm telling you it is. It's true. <laughs> you're very sweet, then.
1: Take it from me, I auditioned to be Bigfoot this week, so I'm a legit <laughs> actor now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in the money. Did you get it? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, okay. No, they went with another person who was uh, probably slightly smaller, but a better Bigfoot, so that's <laughs> right. kind of sad. Joel Kim Booster is with us today. Thanks so much for Hello. being here, Joel.
0: I'm so happy to be here.
1: Before the show began, Joel and I were discussing, we both grew up in the Midwest, and there's a man, and he's fat, and he's loud, and he says the word black. He's
0: addicted to pills.
1: He's addicted to pills, and he loves blonde women, and he changes them out once every five years or so. Rush Limbaugh. Oh. The old Limbaugh. There's something about growing up in the Midwest where Rush Limbaugh was the voice of that you heard constantly. If you were in the supermarket, if you were in the car, all you did was hear Rush Limbaugh. And it's amazing, because we were discussing how we disagree with the vast majority of what he says, but when
0: you hear his voice, you're just like, I'm home. He's a charismatic fucker. And this is the thing, Like, I think, because he was pre-Fox News, too. So, if you imagine for our parents He was probably like, oh, finally, someone speaking to all the hatred in my heart. Right, right, speaking the truth. And
1: oftentimes when people say they're speaking the truth, they're just saying very terrible things. Which might also be the truth, yeah. Of course, Fox News came around in 1996, along with MSNBC, um, because they ended up getting rid of the uh, the fair doctrine. Of course, it came into it came into uh, into play in the 1940s, and that's where you had to do you had to represent uh, both political sides yeah. and things like that fairly. And they got rid of that, and then Fox News was like, "I think we found a way in." <laughs>
0: And of course, MSNBC did as well. We should probably bring it back.
1: Bring it? No, no, it's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, things are going great. Things are perfect. The
1: country isn't divided at all, everyone's getting along harmoniously. Um, so, Joel, you're from outside of Chicago, yeah, you Yeah, sit- just
0: about 40 minutes outside, a uh, southwestern suburb called Plainfield, Illinois. And it
1: doesn't get more exciting than Plainfield. No,
0: it certainly doesn't. It's great. Actually, Melissa McCarthy oh, and I went to the same high school. Really? Yeah. Not at the same time, obviously. No, she's a little bit older. A little than you bit were. older. And her cousin Jenny also went there, I believe. Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, did you not not know that? Oh, Jenny McCarthy and on. Melissa McCarthy are cousins.
1: The Jenny McCarthy.
0: The Jenny McCarthy and autism j- and vaccine. We don't fame.
1: discuss that part of it. <laughs> you know, that's Jenny McCarthy quickly like t- like oh my god, I scored the hottest chick, the best date of my life. Did you know about vaccines? <laughs>
0: oh shit.
1: I've got to smile through this so I can hopefully touch a boob. Yeah. I love Jenny McCarthy though and I loved her work on Singled Out she was on Singled, Singled Out. Out yeah and in uh, a lot she of
0: She did a lot of uh, live from the beach at MTV Spring Break you know yeah. like that sort of What's- Uh, Journalism. What's
1: happening on the beach, Jetty? Oh, everyone's just having fun.
0: Everyone's just bouncing around.
1: (laughs) I had no idea there were cousins there. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So, now I would assume Melissa McCarthy in high school, I don't know what her experience was, if it was anything like mine, miserable, possibly terrible, Um, and now I would assume she's honored as an icon, and you will be as well when you go back to your high school. I
0: hope so. I hope so. I I certainly don't want to have peaked in Plainfield.
1: uh, No. I think if you if you peaked in playing field, that means you ate the most ice cream. <laughs> and they're like, "He ate five pounds of ice cream." Did he hear about Joel? He had five pounds of ice cream. Oh, and then you get your, uh, you know, picture on some random plaque at a custard place.
0: You know what's crazy is I went back recently, uh, back in March for the first time, really in mm-hmm. many years, uh, and was just hanging out in my hometown and driving around, and I ran into so many people I went to high school with, who, yeah. people who were like, you know, smoking weed and like I stole handles of vodka with from the jewel oscar like yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of those kinds of people who were like fucking around with everybody else and now they have all joined the same mega church oh. in my hometown this huge massive evangelical like mm. is the sort that like to, sort of tricks you because it's got right. like rock bands and the pastor's wearing a t-shirt and everyone's got oh. face mics and everything yeah, like yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. but then like after you get past the cool like contemporary christian music they're mm-hmm. like Gay people are still going to hell though. Right. Like, we got to <laughs> burn them alive. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. it's so funny. I think it's all the people who stayed in my hometown. I think if you're like straight and white and just like have nothing else like if you already sort of fit into that community like right. oh, I'm not really doing anything Else. else, yeah, you know, I might as well go to this cool concert every Sunday and like, yeah, hang out with people. And of
1: course, you're always, uh, you know, every other Sunday there's a potluck, yeah. And you know, food. you know, Ben well, likes his mac and cheese. This
0: particular church is bigger than my high school. I had a, I had a graduating really? class of like over 500 people. It okay. was huge. It was over stuffed. Plainfield has four or five high schools now, like Plainfield mm-hmm. Central, Southwest, all, all of that, and they, and this church. Is huge. Like five services on Sunday. Jesus. Like it's. It looks like they are going to take over the town. Like it's right. like a secret. Going like to. A, it sounds like they have. Like a compound. It's. Yeah. It's gigantic. It's terrifying.
1: It's unbelievable. When people stay in their hometowns, they really uh, double down on their on their um, traditionalism and uh, on their pride of the small existence that they have, and they yep. have to find importance somewhere. And I think they definitely find it in the church. Did you grow up in extremely in an extremely evangelical home, where the oh, yeah, parents yeah. religious.
0: My mom is from the South. My dad is from Indiana, so sort of like close. Yikes! You know? Which one is more uh, racist, the right. Indiana or the South? It's very Southern, tough to tell. Southern Indiana. He oh, grew up wow. on a farm. Oh, okay. Uh, to German immigrants. Oh, uh, my father's a German yeah. immigrant. Uh, yeah. And so, well, for those of you at home, I'm Asian. You can't tell. You could. Mm. I don't know if you could tell from my voice either. But uh, but I was adopted. Uh, uh, my brother and my sister are older, and they are not. Mm. But yeah, we. My parents are essentially. Southern Baptists—that's what they ascribe to—and very religious. I was homeschooled until I was uh, in the uh, eleventh grade, junior year of high school. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was homeschooled until I was in uh, fourth grade, and then my mom was like, "Get out of here!" Oh, I got kicked out of my own homeschool. Oh, that's how bad I was. I was expelled. That's
0: amazing. I wish they—I tried. I tried everything for years. I wanted. I was the only one out of the three of us because we all were, to an extent. And I was the only one who was like, "Please let let me get out of here." Right, right, right. Please. Um, uh,
1: where, what is the uh, country that you were adopted from? South Korea. And um, when you were adopted, what? how old were you?
0: I was, like, three months. Oh, so baby, like, baby. Yeah, baby, baby, like, young enough to, like, imprint, not, like, so old that I grow up wanting to murder everyone else in the family. You know? right, like, right, 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 right,
1: right. Um, when did you notice that? When did you think of this thing where it's like, one is different than the other? Um, Honestly, and,
0: and, well, you've seen my act. I say this on stage yeah. all the time, and it's absolutely true. I knew I was gay before I knew I was Asian. Like Right, right. Bar none. Like, it was, because... Uh, being being homeschooled, too, I just wasn't socialized with a lot of other yeah. people. And so it just was completely normal for me until probably, like, seven, six or seven years old when I started to, like, put the pieces together. Uh, that young. So, yeah. yeah,
1: you were you were on the pulse. Well,
0: like, and I, I think, like, my parents were always, like, really open. Like, they had, like, ch- kids' books about, like, how adoption works and, like, a yeah. poem about, like... Your two moms and like shit like that, which is very sweet. But like I never really conceptualized the fact that like I was different. I was just like, oh, this is another option that people do, which it is. But right. I just never really sort of understood the weight of like, oh, I'm a different race, too. And like Right. Right. <laughs> right. All this stuff going on. So I had a very simple. Simple childhood until a certain point, and then it all started to hit, come together and hit the fan. Well, like, that was,
1: was like during puberty and stuff like that when you're twelve or 13. I mean, I, I mean, you know, everyone has their own individual experiences, but you know, coming of coming of pubes <laughs> is never an easy time. It is miserable, and so you have the added um, situation of being adopted, also being homeschooled, which I think is the most difficult thing you had to survive, and then being gay. Uh, what was the point where you were just like, I'm about to freak out?
0: Oh, it was definitely like around puberty like 12 yeah. 13 I had a lot like I was just like I was going crazy because I we I was going to a church at the time and I was like in a youth group and like yeah I was still just like having all these issues and like no like oh no one was paying attention to me in the right way and right um it was just because they really were so like the reason the only reason they didn't send me to school is because they didn't want me learning about sex or evolution oh like, either perfect. of those two things yeah and the way my parents talked to me about sex was my dad handed me a book Called "How to Talk to Your Kids About Sex." Oh, he and should it read like, it and then talk to you. Yeah. No, but he just gave it to me to read. <laughs> um, so, it was just like cut out the middleman, you know, like, right, 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 just right. go straight there. And then, like, I remember we sort of had to sit down, uh, and he was like, "Do you have any questions about anything?" And I was like, um, and I still remember this moment. To this day, because it was with me and my older brother, who's two years older than me. And I think my dad fully expected us to, like, n- either have softballs or no questions at all. Because at 12, like, who wants to talk to your Ugh, your dad yeah. about that? But I was, like, such a little shit. I was like, so this oral sex, <laughs> is it just on the genitals or can it be on, like, nipples or other parts of the body, too? And I'll never forget the look on <laughs> my dad's face of trying to be, like, professional about this. And being like, no, uh, I think it uh, the nipples can't as well. Uh... And I was like, yeah. I think that was probably like one of my. Er- like, that is that is still a huge part of my brand as a stand up, too. Right. Just like being like, answer this uncomfortable question. Right. You're Rube out in the audience.
1: Oh, my God. And it is difficult being a father trying to talk to your kid about sex. I have no idea how to, I would approach it. My father cornered me in the kitchen, and I was, and he's like, we have to have the sex talk. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, wear a condom. And I said, good. And then I left.
0: That's actually, I think that's fine. Because honestly,
1: I was also morbidly obese, and I was like, Dad, no <laughs> one's having sex with me. And he's like, I know no one's fucking you, Ben, but I have to go through the steps so you don't feel like a hideous monster. Here's your sex talk, Ben. And I was like, okay. And we both just looked at each other like, you know I'm not getting laid. He's like, I know you're not getting
0: laid. It's, it's okay. It's fine. And two, they wait so long. Like at that point, I already knew. Like, oh, 12 already, years old? Especially you know,
1: nowadays, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, who I, I I can't imagine a 12-year-old who doesn't know 90 times more about sex, or who hasn't watched like hundreds of hours more porn oh, than I was because it's so much more accessible now
1: it is i mean these kids are losing their virginity and they're uh uttering sentences like gape it hey baby gape it for me you know and it's like they're just popping cherries and things That's... like that when i lost my virginity it was it was a nerve-wracking situation and uh, at no point was i ready for anything extreme or hardcore i nope. think we did go we did get there though we eventually
0: you know yeah it takes some time it's, it's not, late not bad primers, but...
1: white area white uh white part of the country yes then.
0: yes there was like a strong contingent small contingent of uh, latino and hispanic students at my yeah. high school but no one talked to them
1: no one did No one talked isn't to them. that
0: something it's very sad
1: so you went to school in eleventh grade yes so you had two years of public education yes. and how was that when you first like first day of school because other people experience this when they're six years old Yeah. and you experienced this at what fifteen yeah. sixteen years old that must have been quite a culture shock
0: it wasn't it wasn't because like I, well, and this is I, I've I've always been like a very social person. Like yeah. I, that is one thing that about me and my family that it, beyond everything else, it just it doesn't never clicked. Like my brother and my sister are very like homebodies, like f- they don't need a lot of friends. They don't yeah. need a lot of like social stimulation outside the home. And I was always like, God, I got to get out of here. I got right. I got to meet the people. Yeah. I got to chat. I just want to <laughs> chat. And so, uh, you know, I was ready because I watched so much television and right. this this is the, i think this has affected me well into adulthood too yeah. it's just my brain was so formed about what the real world looked like outside of the home based on Television, like all of these, like favorite shows shows about Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell, Boy Meets World, California Dreams. No, none of that
1: bullshit. Come on, California Dreams rocked. They were in a band. No,
0: no, no, no. no. Okay, I'm sorry. Anything on the TGIF block was a was a big one for me. But like, literally, like all of that, I was like, yeah, I'm ready for high school. This is how it's all gonna be. And of course, I was like. Completely let down, but yeah. like, it was it was fine. I mean, I had jo- I had I had the the big turning point for me was when I started working. They okay. let me get a job at fourteen. And what job was that? Uh, I was uh, I worked at the library. Know, with, so I was so my main friends became like forty year old women. That's uh, great. for for a couple of years, and then uh, I started getting like more like service-y jobs. Like I got a job at a Cold Stone Creamery. Oh my god! And Go that, on. That was the real turning point because let me mm. tell you, there was just nothing but gay people and like <laughs> the women who love them who worked at that cold oh, stone creamery great.
1: now when you were so you got your job at 14 it's an uh, ignorant question but uh were, were you
0: out at that point no I, I wasn't out until, so this is, it's hilarious because my parents' fears were like, if we send you to public school, you're just going to start drinking and smoking and having sex and like, we don't want that. And I was, I was like a youth leader in the church at the time. So I was like covering for it very well. Uh, And then I got this job at Cold Stone and then I met all these cool kids who went to the high school in our town. And I was like, no, I really want to go to school. And I was old enough at that point where I really made the case of basically it boiled down to, Hey, I really want to go to college someday. And I don't think this is Going to cut it for the kind of college. No, that I No, Joel, want to go it's to. fine. You tell them that you graduated from Mom University, exactly. and you'll go anywhere. <laughs> I was like, I don't think this is going to work, uh, and so that kind of finally settled it for them. So I went to. They sent me to public school, and literally within a month, I had. Come out of the closet! (laughs) Oh my God! And then I had gone to a party, and my first, the first high school party I went to, I drank and smoked weed for the first time. (laughs) So it's like every fear that I had within a month was (laughs) real, was like fully realized. I was like Uh, having sex. It was all like just like I just came bursting out, uh, full speed of the. Well, that makes
1: all the sense in the world. I mean, you were forced to be homeschooled for the majority of your life. Of course, it's going to take you a month. I'm surprised you waited that long. Day two, day two, I would be smoking a joint and getting drunk. That's what you're supposed to do though that when is, you're 16, yeah, 17 yeah. years old. And that's
0: the thing, like, okay, because they eventually they found my uh, my journal when I was a senior in high school. So okay, this is a, after a year of all of this going on, and I and it it was a terrible journal because literally there would just be lists of like guys' dicks I've sucked this week or like <laughs> things like that, which is more. It's like it's like a Buzzfeed list. Like it's not <laughs> oh even like goodness. there's no reflection there. That was just yeah. I was begging someone to find Nin- it.
1: Nineteen yeah. ways I swallowed cum this week.
0: Oh, this is uh, how was this high? Like this, like That's and just so like funny. detailing like the drugs and the drinking and the sex, and so they found this and they're like, you're out of control, and they sent me to a inpatient mental hospital for teenagers for a week, uh, which is not, wow. which is which was insane. Okay, because like they. <laughs> Um, so I had a lot okay, of. Okay,
1: to be fair, how many dicks did you suck <laughs> in high school?
0: <clears throat> like five. I oh, know. that's nothing. <clears throat> yeah,
1: that's not even enough to journal about. I knew about.
0: Gr- I knew girls who were sucking way more, but there were oh my god, there were only course. so many options. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and some of, the, and then any other dicks uh, or from my space, from the surrounding areas, you know. Sure. Uh,
1: but uh, so, um, going back quickly. So at that point, so you went to high school. You were 16 years old, right? Mm-hmm. You came out a month into high school. Yeah. Um, how did you come out to your parents? Because everybody does it different. My middle brother, both of my older brothers are gay. My middle brother came out just by saying. Uh, When he was 15, he's like, I'm going to Milan to model. And we're like, I think he's gay. (laughs) And then my oldest brother came out when he was 23 years old and just sent an email being like, I'm going to the gay 90s with my new boyfriend, Dallas. And we're like, I guess he's gay. Of course, obviously, in hindsight, we all knew that he was gay. I mean, um, these things are pretty, uh, pretty evident. Yeah. So did you have a sit down conversation with your parents or was it just like, did they know or what was the deal?
0: They found out because they read that journal.
1: That's how they found That's out. That's how they found out.
0: Okay. I remember I came home from Quiznos, where I was working at the time, <laughs> uh, in my full Quiznos garb. I love that green. Yeah. apron, smelling like broccoli cheese. Mm, toasted. And my mom was just sitting on the couch and holds up the journal, mm. and I lunged at her. I It was pretty i was actually like i in hindsight like i like to blame a lot of this on my parents but it, i was a little shit kid too like right, to, be, yeah. to be i was i was an, i was a terror um and my mom and there's different uh, accounts but my parents were like what we thought you were going to murder us and i was like no <laughs> why um, oh,
1: and that's why they read the journal because no, they were no, looking no no for no 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 because
0: no because I reacted so mm. insanely when they f- when they had read that journal as I think any teenager would. Who cuz I yeah. I planned on never telling them I was gay. Point of order. Like I I, right. I honestly as a teenager was like, yeah, I'll probably just never tell them. Did ever. you think
1: that they would be extremely upset, disappointed, oh, angry, disown all you? All of the above. Yeah.
0: All of the above. Well, cuz then and that's that's another big reason they sent me to Lyndon Oaks was the name of the inpatient. Man, place. these all sound like uh, horror movie yeah, playing really. field. Lyndon Oaks, Oaks. Yeah, it does Ugh. not sound good. But Lyndon Oaks too, it was for kids who had like either a tried to commit suicide or b uh, murdered tried to murder their parents or c were addicted to heroin at thirteen. Like or, those were the people yeah. that. And so I got there and they were like, wait, wait, "Why are you here?" Right. And I was like, "Yeah, this, this, and this." And they're like, "Okay, this is a, this, this feels like overkill." Even the people who worked there were like. I I don't know what to do with you. Because, yeah, you're you're just gay. Yeah. Just uh, go be gay. And doing like fairly normal, like teenagery things like drinking right. and having sex and, and you know and experimenting with marijuana. You know, I wasn't yeah. it wasn't like I was doing what the fucking kids are doing today and just like, you know, trying heroin on pancakes or whatever <laughs> the newest trend is. Oh, I've like, heard
1: about that. Heroin cakes. <laughs> the kids are addicted to heroin pancakes and we have to stop this. This is a major <laughs> epidemic, it's spreading across the country. <laughs> Yeah, you, it seems like you were doing everything appropriate. I love the term "experimenting with marijuana" because it sounds like you were like had beakers out <laughs> yeah. and like there was like plumes of smoke coming from random purple liquids. And you're like, yeah. "I'm just experimenting with marijuana," yeah, you just know.
0: The normal stuff.
1: So your older siblings they didn't necessarily what you know the role of a lot of older kids uh, in a family is to kind of break down the walls. And uh, by the time I'm the youngest of three, and so by the time that I hit high school, my parents were just like, "Do whatever the fuck you want." We're exhausted. We've been through all the fights that we can have with children. Just go do whatever you want. Did your older siblings help out in that way, or were they were just like totally on board with their parents' uh, just plan for on life board
0: for everything? Listen, the I don't actually ever recall my sister ever getting my older sister getting ever in a fight with my parents. About and they anything.
1: they graduated from home university.
0: They yeah. Well, my sister ended up going to public school for a little while as well because uh, she's. Uh, seven years older than me, oh, so okay. she's a good deal older than me. But, like, uh, I can't remember exactly why. I think it's because, like, at first my mom had to go back to work, and she was worried about leaving her home um, alone. But then by the time I was being homeschooled, my brother and I were just home alone all the time. Right. Um, like, there was no supervision. Uh, and there was no very little schooling. My brother right. just played video games all day. And I read – thank God I was, like, interested in books because I was yeah. reading at, like, a crazy rate. But by the time I got to school, like, I – I could name you every supposed reference to dinosaurs in the Bible, but I could not name you every 50 state. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. There are so many gaps in my education to this day because of the homeschooling and how lax it was but i read moby dick at 13 so it's like you know yeah. it, that kind of bullshit but yeah not, no, as, not no. as
1: erotic as you wanted it to no, be no not yeah. a, not even at all really nothing about his Just dick r- at all
0: one well there is that Isn't scene they? with queequeg where they're quee-queg? Spooning, they're spooning in a bed oh wow he spoons in a bed with a native and it's very homoerotic anyways oh, okay. uh, yeah. that's a different podcast folks <laughs> uh, but uh no so my my brother and my sister were like totally chill the only argument my brother ever got with my parents was uh, how much Time he could spend on the computer. Mm. Uh, he sidebar, quick sidebar. This is a whole other conversation. I'm about introducing this already. But so my my siblings never moved out of the house. Okay, my, they still live there to this day. Well, okay, so until recently, my sister got married. Uh, she's 32, mm-hmm. and she moved out at 32. She uh, moved out of the family house at 32. Yeah. Um and never and
1: it wasn't it no wasn't No what what's the reason behind that? Their parents their parents flight are there.
0: Traditional family like until you get yeah. married why leave the house? Um I guess so. And then my oh. brother who is 20 oh, I guess he's 30. Um he uh met a man playing World of Warcraft and moved to Kansas to be with him. So So he's gay as well. Apparently apparently Wow! Uh, they really rolled the dice. They got a biological <laughs> one, and they got a one from Korea, and they both turned out to be shit. <laughs> oh, that's
1: hilarious! <laughs> but so... the
0: thing is, is they, I, in that regard, I paved the way for my brother because by the time he came out, yeah. things were. I, I don't know. Th- this is the crazy thing: is I've still never really had a conversation with my parents about my gayness. Right. Um, but like
1: do you ever intend to or is it just I, sort of eventually
0: best? well yeah. i haven't been in a relationship long enough like to right, right, really right, right. merit having that to to you know have that fight yet right. but like my brother is so different from me it's so funny because like i'm not very close with my brother at all uh and people when i told them that that he's gay they're like oh did you like reconnect and i'm like literally the only thing we have in common is dicks still like right bitch, right like he loves sarah palin he is oh. a christian he loves guns he loves he has like three sarah palin bumper stickers on his car um, and is like staunchly Republican. and right, conservative right, right. And all those things. So I think it's a lot easier for them to get on board with him. Right. Just because like there's only one the one thing the gayness and the right. boyfriend. Uh, but for me it's like not only am I gay but I'm like I live in New York and I you know yeah. I voted for Obama and like all these <laughs> things. So it's just very like. Uh, it's very different for us. So, no, the short of the right. answer of your question is they did not help me at all by paving right. the way for anything. In fact, I was a real trailblazer uh, in the hell that I put them through. So.
1: That sounds good. So, your brother and your sister stayed in the house until their early 30s, and you just busted out of there at, like, 18? As soon as you were well, done with high school, did you go? uh
0: So, that's a little complicated, because I got back from the impatient place. They were like, I don't think he belongs here. Did you meet any
1: cool people at this impatient place? I did. I
0: actually, like... I did. I met a lot of cool people. We played a lot of cards. I taught them a lot of improv exercises. Oh, that's um, good. Yes, and. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I am a drama student. Let me teach you my ways. Um, <laughs> let me heal you through the power of the stitch. And uh, I was an idiot. But anyway, so- that no, sounds good to me. I got back from there. I bought a car without my parents knowing for $500. Badass. What kind of car? Uh, it was a 1988 Honda Accord. Nice. Uh, stick shift. Didn't know how to drive stick shift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I kept it down the street from them for so long. They they eventually found out after a couple of weeks of me having it. You hid the fact that you had a car. Yeah, because they didn't want me to have any freedom in that w- way. There's even though th- I was like seventeen at the time. Yes. Yeah, se- uh, no, I wasn't even. I was sixteen at the time. Right. Um. But then eventually, like, it came down to this conversation of like, listen, like, you can either like work on this. Thing of yours, the acting. Gayness, oh, gayness. Okay. Uh, and the whole kitten caboodle, or you can go. And
1: it was. So when you say you can work on your gayness, they say they're they're meaning to like get rid of the. I gayness. think so. I yeah. think it Cause was work like a, on it. That would be unless you want to get better at yeah. it. And they're like, work, it, stretch yeah. your asshole out. Yeah, we want to yeah, see yeah. butthole exercises exactly. every day. If you're gonna be gay, Joel, be the best gay be you the can best be. Gay.
0: Uh, but i'm a top
1: you gotta uh, be a bottom nope. too. got
0: gotta be versed not, That's in th- right. not in today's economy not, think about not it.
1: lebron james uh, can dribble with both hands exactly. you better be ready exactly. for all activities um, ball related
0: my so no I, and i honestly in hindsight i think it was just like something my mom said after a particularly bad fight mm. and so and i think she was just bluffing but i was like i was such a shit i was like no i'm gonna call this bluff so i i packed a bag and got my shitty car and I left. Oh, and it's, a, it, it's
1: adorable. It's like a cartoon mouse. Yeah, I'm out of here.
0: I'm out of here. And uh, yeah, I didn't talk to them again for um, until I was almost graduated from high school, like right before I left for college.
1: So where did you stay then? Uh, this um, was your senior year of high yes. school. You got kicked out of the house. Yes. And how many months um, of high school well, did you have? Well, and,
0: and let me back up. Just for their sake, I don't like to characterize it as being kicked out. I don't think that's necessarily fair to them because I think, right. had I stayed, I don't know what they would have done. But I, it was a fifty-fifty choice. Yeah. I think. They loved you. They weren't. They weren't going to take you to the curb. It was just. Uh, a fight. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. And plus, I don't like to make it. I don't ever want to try to deceive people into thinking it was as dramatic as some other people's situations, totally. which aren't terribly awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, no. So I did. Which like- is
1: refreshing, by the way. There's so many people. Who just dramatize their life to a point where you're just like there's people who actually really struggled, yeah, no. and obviously you have uh, a lot of struggles. We all do, but but I appreciate that.
0: I'm not i yeah. uh, I'm not one of these like trans kids living on the streets exactly. of New York because they literally have no other place to go. Right. Um. But I yeah. So I just I like lived in the car for a second. I couch hopped i lived with my friend ricky for a night and his dad sold weed Mm. and i literally after one night there i the next morning i was like ricky i can't stay here i won't graduate from high school i just oh yeah won't it won't happen i don't know how you're graduating from high school ricky he literally the first night his dad came home and was like hey, Ricky, come up here, I got something. And it was just like a lot of weed. <laughs> I was like, how is this your life?
1: Those um, are very different uh, ends of the spectrum when yeah. it comes to fathers and parenting. So I, le- I, so I left
0: Ricky, and there was a girl who sat next to me in choir, and we were not friends, really. We just like were choir friends. And yeah. she was a jock, and she was popular. She was gorgeous, blonde, yeah. like very popular girl. Uh, and she, because I had disappeared for a week when I was in the Linden Oaks, People would call my house and my dad would be like, well, we don't know when Joel is coming home, which is like... You want to? You really want to yeah. like make the drama surround me at school when I get back? Like right. have a week worth of all the kids being like, Joel's gone and no one knows where he is. And then when and he comes kn- back,
1: I was in the loony bin. Yeah, I was exactly. in the psych ward. So everybody
0: which- in my school, as huge as it was, knew because I was also not to brag, not to my own horn. I was also the voice of my morning announcements. So, Very good. You know, like people, you know, I was the voice. Like yeah. people knew who I was. Um. But anyway, so she was like, hey, if you ever need a place to stay, you can stay with me. e And she was just being nice. Like, I had a lot of people say that to me, um, which is, like, a lot of people I would never want to stay with. But I was, like, I got desperate, so I showed up at her house one day, and her mom was like, Sarah, you can't just, like, invite people to stay with us. Like, her dad's a paraplegic, and, like, it's a big situation. She had two little brothers. And so they're like, he can stay for a night because you already said he could. So I stayed there, and then the next morning they're like, come back for dinner. And then I ended up (laughs) living there for a year. Oh my God, amazing. They co-signed on my first student loan. They bought me a new car for graduation, for heaven's sake. And they... yeah, her dad's a pastor, too, which is the ironic thing.
1: So really a, sort of a, a double adoption. You, yeah. You were yeah. adopted twice.
0: She And she to this I was the best man in her wedding, you know. Oh, wow. Um, I flew home to help her with her divorce. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I've yeah, been there happen. for all of it. Yeah.
1: You know? Oh, that's phenomenal. So this woman that you didn't necessarily think you were going to have too much in common with because she was a jock and popular and everything, you guys ended up having, would you say she's your best friend? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And without that family, uh, do you feel like you would be where you are today?
0: I don't think so. I, you know, I, I really don't know how it would have turned out, but they really did change my life. And th- the honestly, the best thing about it, because like I, like I said, like I was like totally planning on never telling my parents when I was in high school or even as an adult or until after college. Maybe. Did this Did
1: this family know that when you moved in with them that you yeah. were gay? And so at this point, the school, uh, you were out publicly.
0: Yeah. So well, I was. The, oh, this is the thing. Like, I was out to at school and to my friends for like a full year and a half, like year before my parents found out. Right, um, before so they found was, the like, journal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a boyfriend. I like you know I did all the things before. Right. that. But um, yeah, they were like super liberal. And this is the thing that was like great for me for the last year was I had never been in a situation where I could come home and be like, yeah, I'm having boy troubles, and her mom would be like, tell me about it, or her dad would be like, tell me about it, or like yeah. that guy's a dick. You want me to like. I mean, he's in a wheelchair, which is always so charming when he was like, yeah, I'll go. I'll take care of him. I'll run him down in the van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. And like (laughs) just like and just being able to have like a normal teenage experience for the first time in my entire life for that last year of being able to come home and just like bitch about like boys or like anything Mm -hmm. else that I I needed to, you know, to talk about freely for the first time and have them treat it like it was the most normal thing in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just, like, so awesome. Do you have any resentment towards your middle brother um, when you were going through all these struggles? Not, you know, whatever. Um, Just being gay in a home that you can't, like you were saying, express your gayness in, express your life, boyfriends and those things. Do you have any bitterness towards your middle brother for just sitting there and just being like, no, mm, well, that's Joel. He's a little bit different." Well, the whole time he's uh, playing video games, and he's just like, for some reason, I look at all the boys' crotches during Call <laughs> of Duty. I can't get enough of the way of those dicks wag.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I really. Because I'm sure he was probably going through similar things. It's so funny because, like, I was like vaguely shocked when my parents told me. But also not because I used to find porn on the computer, gay porn that was not mine. <laughs> oh like, right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and so, but at thirteen or fourteen, you're like, okay, so this is either my brother's or my dad's. Really a lose lose <laughs> situation to think about. Don't want <laughs> yeah, to yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. entertain either of those options. So, but, so no, not really any resentment because like I don't know if either it's not something I would have wanted to talk to you about? about with my brother, right, and right, I'm right. sure he feels the same way. Like I'm sure he probably has a lot of resentment towards me because I was just soaking up all of this attention because of it. Like you know, there he is. I think both my siblings probably have a lot of uh, resentment towards me because I was just a, a living terror, uh, well, growing they up. should
1: have been a little bit more outgoing and charming. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. That would help their case. I mean, living at home until you're 32, that's something special. Yeah, That's a crazy thing to do. As soon as I graduated high school, I was well, out the door.
0: And thank God for my sister too, honestly. And I love, I'm probably, I mean, for many, many years, my sister was my best friend. Yeah. Uh, and she, th- she married a youth pastor all these pastors. Uh, has a, has a, a beautiful son who I, I, got fu- I love my fucking nephew so much. Yeah. He's the best baby I've ever met. And she's pregnant again. And mm. so, like, literally, thank God for her. Otherwise, I don't know what my parents would do. Because. Uh, the, right, 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 right. Like, they have she's their, the normal yeah. one who is like a mom and, and a part of a church and has these two kids that, like, they can fully imprint all of their, you know, dreams that my brother and I just did not uh fulfill for them and they have this great son-in-law who's yeah. a youth pastor who's also moonlights as a birthday party pirate at children's parties <laughs> so it's like
1: just a pirate though yeah just no other character no other character that's just great a pirate, yeah. birthday party pirate slash pastor yeah it sounds like he's gonna be a good dad
0: he really hit they yeah. uh, they hit the jackpot
1: so how do you deal with the the religious aspect of it because you know again i grew up very religious and you know you're um the, what was the name of the woman that
0: took you in her? uh My friend Sarah, yeah.
1: Sarah. So Sarah's family, obviously they were very religious, and they were completely open. They let you stay in uh, their home for a year, took care of you, let you express yourself. And then you have your parents' sort of religion, and the religion we were talking about at the top of the show, these mega churches where people are just like, Jesus rocks, yeah. Jesus rolls, as yeah. long as you're not gay. Yeah. Um, what do you think about religion in general when it comes to um, gayness when it comes to um how they are are they more accepting now i mean how do you do you identify as a christian or because the i mean the the christian church has such a difference there's so there's so many so many and then there's just so many different opinions on
0: um that's tough because like it was such a huge part of my like i like i said i was a youth pastor i would go to these uh church camps and you know like cry and pray what's your favorite bible scripture oh probably something if 1 Timothy 4.12. So the
1: fact that you know that means yeah. that you're legit. Oh, well,
0: I was a nationally ranked Bible quizzer. Ben. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's a lot that I know. Uh, okay. Yeah, Who was Adam married <laughs> to in the garden? <laughs> I believe that's Eve. Eve said. is correct. Um, e- then yeah. that's as far as my knowledge no, goes. No, so yeah, so it's like de- it's like in my blood. Like it's right. not something that's easy. I probably identify more as agnostic now. That's probably as far away from it as I can get. But it's interesting. I also think that living with Sarah's family was was really helpful. She's also a pastor. She just got ordained this past Tuesday. Jesus, um, everyone's a pastor. Yeah, yeah. But um, the thing is, is that. Their brand of like they're methodists. Okay, very like and my parents are Southern Baptist and like it's so it's like night and day like because they are very like like she doesn't believe in hell. Mm. Uh, She's very she went to Northwestern for seminary, so she's very academic about it. She can speak like ancient Greek. So when people bring up these verses in the New Testament, she's like, well, actually, with the historical context and what this word actually means, this was translated, you know, this this is as many ways. And so like and and. You know, norm like normal Southern Baptists don't engage that way, with, right, with people in the Bible. So it is very. God it, said, "Let there be cornbread." Yeah, and it, I bought some cornbread from KFC. Exactly. Yeah, and so that was really helpful for me to transition <laughs> into this part of my life because I still had a lot of like emotional distress about it. Like even when I. Uh, came out and even as I like the while I was living with them. I had a lot of like oh my god I'm going to hell yeah sort of anxiety about it So
1: when you were obviously, you know, you uh, said that you recognized yourself or identified as gay when you were six or seven years old You were learning about the Bible the entire time Did you feel um, as if that was giving you a, a I guess a guilt feeling or was it like was it how did you? Um, how did you uh, deal with? Or rationalize your own sexuality when you were also like super invested in the Bible.
0: Oh, I well, I I mean, I didn't. There's so many years where like you're aware, right? Uh, But you're like, nope, this isn't gonna be me. Like I had girlfriends and shit like that. Right. And, yeah. like, and, oh my God. Uh, my older
1: brother Eric. Um, I said that he came out in an email uh, when he mentioned that he was going to the gay '90s with a man named Dallas. But in reality, it was when he was a sophomore in high school and he started dating the catcher of the softball <laughs> team. <laughs> This woman was <laughs> about as buff as a woman could be, squat, big old butt.
0: Good base. Oh, yeah, good yeah. base. Oh, my, you couldn't
1: knock her over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure.
1: So you just sort of uh, covered uh, it up uh, yeah, inside of yourself. And I,
0: it was so funny because in my, my church, we had these prayer prayer journals that we had to turn in every week <sighs> and have a, a youth leader review and I would always put in there like, "God, please don't make me be gay anymore." And then I would sharpie it out and be like, "Oh fuck, I have to turn this into somebody." Oh so my. So and so every week they'd be like, "What are these sections that are just sharpie out?" And I'd be like, "Oh, you know, they're typos." <laughs> oh my! I mean, that's like,
1: unbelievable, though. It's you have to redact uh, things like the nine eleven, uh, you know, papers. <laughs> you know, it's like a government like. The reason was. we went into the Iraq War is because we wanted their oil, and I have a personal beef with Saddam. Um, sharpie it out, sharpie it out. In your situation, it was uh, it was because of your gayness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. and it would be one of those things where like I would like go and I'd be real strong, and then I'd watch some gay porn, jerk off, and then be like, okay, that was it. That was the last time. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is yeah. It. I swear to God, this time, this is the last time. This is the last time it's ever gonna happen. And then oh, you know, man. three days later, it's like, yep, yeah, here That's, we are again.
1: You just described my relationship with pizza. <laughs> Slammed down a whole pizza. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. I swear to God, this is the last time. Yeah. And, of course, three days later, I have three more well, pieces. Well, and
0: it's so funny when you try as a gay person who's trying to suppress their their gayness and you're jerking off and you're like, woman, 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 woman. Yeah, no, yeah. not man, not man, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> like, you can't control your brain like that. It just doesn't work.
1: Right, right. That's unbelievable, man. It's great that you were able to uh, not have bitterness and, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's you know some issues, but you seem to have handled everything extremely well considering how traumatic and difficult it is again it's rush limbaugh's midwest yeah i mean that man is the voice of the midwest people love him and uh, and to be you know different obviously physically um but then also um being gay i mean that is not an easy thing to have to go through and it does take a lot of courage and it takes a lot of balls and it takes a lot of fucking like knowledge to just go out there and get a car and just be independent and uh and Try to break away from that family structure, which it was obviously uh, accommodating for your siblings enough for them to stay until their early thirties.
0: Yeah, I probably would have stayed too, man. Yeah, fun, I man. am very brave. Thank you, Ben.
1: You are brave. You are brave. People are brave. Everyone who is successful is brave. And if you're listening and you want to do something with your life, uh, you know, go out there, get a 1988 Honda Accord, <laughs> and start making things happen. Because you can do whatever the hell you want to do, and it doesn't matter if you're getting homeschooled by your psychotic parents. Always remember that, you know, that'll end, and you'll be able to move on, and you'll be able to live uh, and pay far too much rent in Brooklyn one day. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. It'll be perfect.
0: i I paid more in rent every month than I did for that car. Oh, my God.
1: Dude, yeah, it's crazy. Um, let's see here, Joel. So I guess we can wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming yeah, in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, anything else? Let's see. Oh, yeah. What is that Bible scripture? What is that Timothy scripture? What first
0: was it? 1 Timothy 4.12. It's something about being like young and being a leader. I can't remember it now. Perfect. Yeah, my, I've pushed a lot of that. There was a time in my life where I could quote the first uh, 13 chapters of Acts verbatim to you back uh, as a part of the Bible quizzing curriculum, and then also the first seven chapters of John. I could just s- rattle it off to you right now, but I have since just pushed that all out of my yeah, brain. Yeah, it's really not know. information that's going to get no, you No, laid. it's just nothing but Lady Gaga lyrics and you know <laughs> schedule a RuPaul's Drag Race. That's it. That's oh, replaced. Yeah. All that knowledge.
1: I love RuPaul's Drag Race. You never know what they're going to say. <laughs> that's kind of fun oh my god i 'll never forget this one story. Um, I went to GNFC Good News Fellowship Church, and our main pastor, his name was Pastor Matt and he was married to a woman named Deb and Deb was huge. The first time they ever kissed was on their wedding day and oh. Deb is definitely a lesbian, and Matt 's definitely gay and There was a fella, and his name was Steve Gunn and he, he was uh, he was a former gay truck driver who was addicted <laughs> to meth, and our church was uh, they believed that you could pray away the gay and they believed it 's just about setting it up, setting them up with the perfect woman, so they set Steve Gunn up with this Six foot four wildebeest of a gal, and they got married in the church. And I have no idea what happened, but I'll never forget. Like just being like, "This is this is absolute nonsense." You know, just let this poor man go and be gay and let him have sex with an attractive dude because right now he's dating a woman that is, I mean, can I the size of a small semi?
0: Can I just say at my sister's wedding? So I growing up, I went to a a different. I went to like two different youth groups. Yeah, and uh, and one was not associated with uh, the the church that my parents ended up going to, and. When my sister got married, she got married to this youth pastor. I show up to the wedding. He's got like six brothers and sisters at the wedding, and they're all goofy and fun. One yeah. of his brothers was the youth pastor that asked me to stop coming to youth group because I was friends with a gay person. This is before oh I came my out. God. And they, they, they knew through my zenga that uh, I was friends with a gay person. And they're like, Joel, you got to stop being so close and friendly with this gay person. And until you do that, we really don't think you should be around the other uh, teens in the youth group. And I saw this guy at my sister's wedding years and years later. And he uh, if he recognized me, he did not let it show. But it was the weirdest moment. Also, my sister did not have a uh, reception. She had an ice cream bar. Ice cream open bar <laughs> at her wedding. Was it Coldstone? Oh no it wasn't cold <sighs> stone. Oh god.
1: Mm, I love Coldstone. Great wedding. Love um, my sister. Great. Um thank you so much for being here, Joel. Thanks a lot, Ben. Joel Kim Booster. Are you on Twitter? Joel? I am.
0: I hate Joel Kim.
1: Okay, I hate Joel Kim. Follow him. Follow Mike Coscarelli at Mike Coscarelli. I'm at Ben Kissel. Listen to Mike Coscarelli's podcast, Social Villains. Make sure to check out Cave Comedy Radio. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, last podcast on the left, and the Round Table of Gentlemen. And, uh, all right, it's nice to be back. And it's been nice to talk to you all. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.